What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. Going to react a little bit to Georgia Tech and Wake Forest, and then we're going to jump in and talk about UNC. Uh, I think we're all pretty excited about that one. Um, so since we last talked, Dukes went 2-0. and I uh, got a big blowout win over Georgia Tech, doubled them up 86-43, and then uh, got, a, got a home win, a revenge win against Wake. Ends up 75-73. It wasn't really that close. It didn't feel that close for most of the game. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about those a little bit, and then we'll get into UNC. First up, let's just go ahead and jump into some player spotlights here. Um, I guess I can go ahead and go first. I'm going to roll with my guy again. It's been a while. Going with Tyrese. Um, had a really big week, really big segment here over these last kind of couple weeks, really. Uh, but with with Roach coming back, I really like the evolution and the dynamic of the backcourt. Um, I thought thought Proctor has really kind of blossomed into a creator. He looks comfortable on the ball, running the offense. The role seems to be a little more defined for him now. Didn't have quite the assist numbers against Wake, but against Georgia Tech, he's got eight assists and zero turnovers. I mean, just really just and Georgia Tech's bad. I think they lost to Louisville tonight. I mean, they are bad. But for him, just being able to orchestrate things, get guys in rhythm, um, knowing when to pass, when to lead. And then he comes up back against Wake and has ties his career scoring high with 17. Um, hit some really big shots late. We were kind of struggling a little kind of funk there. I think we were we had cut it to six, and he hits a huge three from that wing to kind of push it back to nine. Um, his shooting splits have kind of came back up. So that's nice to see. He was really lurking down there in the bottom for a while. Um, and then the last thing I got for him is I don't really think his defense has been talked about a whole lot, but he plays great defense to me. I mean, at least from an effort, from an intensity, from an engagement, he seems to understand where to be, um, really engaged and committed. And, you know, anytime a freshman's doing that, now we have a lot of freshmen that are playing some really good defense, but especially a reclass guy with all of the stuff that he's been through to come in and be that locked in. Uh, I think that says a lot about him and a lot about what Shire's kind of gotten these guys to buy into. So I'll go with Tyrese. Um, you know, I thought he had a great week. Hopefully, he has a great Saturday night. And uh, Ro, I'll toss it to you. Who you got? Um, so my guy that I'm picking is uh, Roach, and I think it's kind of like you mentioned, kind of interdependent. What's going on with them? Uh, you know, as Proctor's gotten more reps on the ball, and as Roach has been out with injury, you know, now he's coming back and he's kind of stayed off the ball. And I really think that's helped both them out, and it's helped their offense in general. I mean, we've seen a huge upswing in our offense, and I think it has a lot to do with Proctor kind of running the show in the half court. And then you have Jeremy as kind of a secondary creator. Like, uh, he'll often catch it on that right wing, and then it will set a screen and it'll come into the middle, and uh, particularly against Wake because of the way they were playing us defensively, he was able to do that. You know, they were kind of collapsing in the paint when we try to uh, post up or kick it into the paint. Um, but that meant there was a soft spot in the middle and he was really taking advantage of it. And then the other thing is his three-point shot is going in too. So I don't know. I mean, maybe that time off just really did him good. And he looks great really yeah. to me. And I love that you mentioned that because I think what it takes 
it's not just Proctor playing well. I think Roach has to accept that in mm-hmm. order to let Proctor yeah. thrive. And so I think it speaks to him. Um, it speaks to his leadership, just being willing to accept. And it's not that he's taking a lesser role, but it's certainly a different one. Um, and so it's kind of putting him more in the off ball role. It's really just allowing him, just giving him the green light, like be aggressive, yeah. hunt your shot. And I think that's when I posted this on the boards. I think that's when Jeremy's at his absolute best, when he's just able to play loose, be a score, um, you know, really look for your areas, look for your spots. That's kind of what we did in the tournament. And he, he took off. Now, technically, you could say that he was the point guard then, but Paolo was using Paolo, so yeah. much of the offense right. that it really was more of like he was the guard. But we were orchestrating things through Paolo, through Dell, through other guys. And I think that where Roach is now, I think that's where we could reach our ceiling with him playing in that role. So I'm glad right. it's that. not like he's never allowed to bring it up either. He will oh, still sure. sometimes, but sure. it's yeah. just Proctor is a kind of assumed the main role doing that. Yeah. And Roach is like supported that too. Right. Like even when Proctor will pass it to him, like I, like there was twice last night, Roach immediately throws it right back to him and kind of like points. And then Proctor say, okay, calls lively up, gets in the ball screen. And then that little kind of like slice action that we've been running that they were talking about. Um, and so I think that's so huge because that's, that's a leadership thing from Jeremy just being like, no, dude, this is you like get us in it, get us going, set us up. So, um, shouts to him for doing that. All right, shoe. Who you got for us, man? I'm gonna go with the uh, first time guy. We haven't called this name, but uh, Jaden shoot shooter gonna shoot shooter's gonna shoot. And John finally called his name. Um, you know, the Georgia tech game, that's something that, I think I kind of expected, especially leading up to that game. John had talked about in the press conferences that he's been telling Jaden to stay ready. And so we've, we've had a, you know, a good idea that if Georgia Tech is as bad as we thought they were, that Jaden would get some minutes in that game. Um, you know, before the season had started, you know, I think we all kind of predicted it was going to be hard for him to find minutes. He was kind of on the outside looking in. So, um, you know, the, the season hasn't played out any different than what I expected, although, there had been calls on the board, you know, the boards and the internet, a lot of people wanting to to see what he can do because we had had our, you know, struggles shooting the ball. Um, so, you know, he gets in against Georgia Tech. I think he played 13 minutes, um, went over three from three. He got three pretty good looks, two of them in the corner that he missed just a little bit long. He got one on the wing that he missed just a little bit short. Um, but he did have a nice uh, Joey Baker-esque pump fake. Um, <laughs> but what he did different was he actually put the ball on the floor, drove hard, stopped on a dime and then did this, that nice little turnaround. Um, and he also drove the ball to the basket for a, for an easy layup once too. So, um, you know, two for five overall, I didn't think he really hurt us on D either. You know, he kind of held his own again. It was Georgia tech. Um, the, the weight game was a little bit different. Only played four minutes, didn't get a shot up. Uh, did get one foul, but I don't know if you guys picked up on it. Forbes is a pretty smart guy. They targeted him as soon as he came in, like mm-hmm. the first, three possessions. He was guarding Williamson. They yeah. went straight at him. Uh, then he got switched off on Hildreth. Hildreth went right at him. Um, so, you know, that's what you're going to expect. If you're going to play him, he's probably going to get targeted. So, you know, that the weight game where he doesn't get a shot up, that's that's not really doing anything for us. Um, you know, not to steal a line from Stringer Bell, but that's it's kind of like a 40-degree day, you know. Nobody mm-hmm. uh, nobody talks about a 40-degree day. There's, so, um but yeah, I mean, look, Jaden got in the game. He was ready. Didn't look nervous. So I was, uh, impressed by just, he, you know, wasn't fidgeting the ball out of bounds and, right. Yeah. And everything. So, um, didn't really hurt us or help us, 
uh, in either of the games, but there it's was just a uh, speed thing, right? Like to me, yeah. when I'm watching him, it's just a a speed, like the the pace of the game a little bit. But it also looks like they really worked with him on trying to make sure he can get that shot off quick enough. And I think we saw that a little bit with his three point shots. He's got a good shot, a good stroke, but it looks like he's trying to be able to get that off quicker. And it yeah. looked a little rushed certain yeah. times when it didn't really need to be rushed. It, you know, some of them he's wide open. Um, and so maybe once that kind of aligns for him, he can be a gunner, you know, he yeah. can kick out. Cause if you're going to be in there, you got to get shots up. Right? Yeah. Like you, you got to get a shot up. So yeah. In the, in the wake game, he looked a little bit, um, confused offensively. I saw, you know, Jeremy or somebody, I can't remember who it was. It might've been Proctor. might've been Jeremy kind of like calling him out, like, no, go over there. Right. Um, so I think that speaks to what you're saying about the speed aspect of the game. He just can't quite figure out what's happening quickly enough. And it's hard coming into a game right. and not playing a whole lot of minutes and then being, ex- especially against Wake, they got their guards are pretty dynamic in the way that they play. It's They play really well. Um, they almost kind of play an NBA-style offense anyway, and so that's going to be tough for anyone. But, um, yeah, you know, maybe it's something we continue to see. You know, it seems like Dariq is really close. We might even see him Saturday, so that that more than likely pushes pushes shoot kind of back out. Um, well, if you remember, we talked about how shoot might get a few more minutes with the reek out yep. simply yep. because John had gotten used to playing nine guys and it didn't seem like he wanted to go back to eight. Yeah. Um, and that's valuable minutes regardless, right. right? Even if you don't see him again for another two months or another month or whatever, it's still, still valuable time, right? It's still, yeah, hopefully we'll get some minutes there. Yeah. Um, I'll help you get some minutes Saturday. That's the kind I mean, of game I want to see. You know? I'll take good minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I'll take that for sure. But uh, all right, so we got Proctor, Roach, Shoot. Um, anything y'all want to talk about like individually from a game? I figured we could just kind of jump in and talk about some kind of different themes and stuff. Is there anything you want to kind of highlight specifically? Um, well, we didn't spotlight him, but I think uh, Derek Lively deserves yeah. some mention. Yeah. He's been playing a lot better generally for the last five games or so. Um, yeah. But particularly in these two games, you know, again, he's still fouling too often, but he had a huge impact defensively. And then the other thing I noticed is we're really actively looking for him in all, on offense, especially in the wake game. You know, Proctor almost was forcing it a little bit uh, with some of those passes into the interior. But I, I just liked that we were actually making an effort to get him involved. And uh, he's been making some nice catches too. And then if he doesn't have the shot right away, he's pretty good at just like kicking it back out. Yeah, um, I thought he was phenomenal against Georgia Tech. Yep. I mean, just phenomenal. I mean, he made the three, which was kind of cool. Um, but he has nine points, ten rebounds, three blocks, and then turns right back around against Wake. Now he doesn't score quite as much, but I think he had what three or four assists, three assists, four blocks, six yeah. rebounds, seven points. I mean, he's over twenty minutes in both. That's I'd like to get him closer to twenty eight minutes if he can do it, but. Um, I, I I love his passing too. I mean, in that that Georgia Tech game, our, our interior passing all the way around between Flip Young and Lively was, and sometimes they overpass. They would turn yeah. it over, trying to do a little too much. But man, just um, that game, some of those some of those interior passes were just it was beautiful basketball. Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. I don't have, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'm gonna guess uh, Lively is still setting a Duke all time record for block percentage. Because when you're blocking like four shots in a 20 minute game, and last I looked, you know, even a month ago, he was 
leading all time in that category. His block percentage against Wake is 24%. Yeah. Just absurd. <laughs> against Georgia Tech, it's 15.5%. Yeah, and like, that doesn't even count all the shots he alters, too. Absurd. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty pretty incredible stuff. I mean, Shouts to D-Live for sticking with it, man. It was a rough go early on. It just on, seems but- like, a, we, we've said this over and over, but it just seems like such a great teammate. Like, you just yeah. pull for the kid. Um, He's a seven-foot gold wire. Have you noticed when somebody else dunks? He, he, he jumps, hype, he jumps yeah, up and yeah. does the thing. Um, yeah, what yeah, what yeah. I love is every time he uh, gets a lob and dunks it, oh, yeah. he celebrates like it's First like dunk a game-winning ever. basket. <laughs> yeah, It's like you're seven feet tall, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of which, that uh, kind of behind-the-back dribble move Proctor had to throw him the lob in the first yeah. round of the yeah. weight game, that was yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, we've really found him more, but also he's made himself more available. He's more confident catching it and doing stuff with it. I like that you mentioned his passing shoe. I mean, I think that's a very underrated part. Like if yeah. he catches awkwardly where he's not catching to go up, he doesn't try to then go up. Usually he just will catch. And like that one play, I guess it was against, was it Wake or Georgia Tech? They kind of blend together. We throw him the ball. He's he's leaking up. We throw him the ball. He catches it. Turns oh, that's Georgia right, Tech, yeah. Passes it to Flip, who kind of goes right yeah. down the middle and gets it to Mark Mitchell for that dunk. I mean, yeah. he makes that happen. Yeah. If he tries to go up, he's probably getting blocked from behind or whatever. But. That was my favorite play of that game because it started with a great uh, – roach like almost full court pass yeah which is where lively catches it yeah um so yeah shouts to him for doing that and I'll, we didn't talk about spotlight him but mr consistent for us i mean flip you know a great game against georgia tech um he has 18 and 7 i think um the the only thing i think this week for flip that's a little bit different than last week when we talked the turnovers are starting to kind of mm. creep back in there a little bit. Um, we had been doing a great job of getting him the ball in places where he doesn't have to do a whole lot with it. Um, and so I thought that had really helped him of being able to just quicken how, how his actions get, get into his sets a little bit faster, get to his spots a little bit faster. Against Wake, you know, he had a pretty bad game against them last time, I believe. And they, yeah. for whatever reason, um, you know, some of them were just dumb things like that little pass where he was just throwing it to Roach. That that was infuriating. Um, Yeah, that was just kind of lazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To his credit, he finishes super strong. We just started running him as the ball handler in pick and rolls with him and Ryan Young. And that little like pocket bounce pass he had to Ryan. Yeah, the pocket pass to Ryan was phenomenal. Like that's his only assist. And it's like he's too good of a passer. Right. have one assist no assist games he's just that's just that should be more a part of his game um and i think it will be we're asking him to be a scorer we're asking him to put the ball on the floor get to the rim get to the line um you know so shout outs to him you know, he plays 38 minutes against wake that's it's pretty big time i thought wake did a good job kind of taking away the middle like i mentioned earlier or just the interior there and kind of collapsing um, and I think that that was a big reason why he struggled in that particular game because yeah. he was having to kind of initiate from the perimeter more often. Whereas if you look in the Georgia Tech game, he was catching in deep, able to just do you know a simple post move, like one dribble layup. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I didn't want to jump ahead, but I, I didn't know if we were going to mention you know the defense that Mark Mitchell's been playing. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about defense like on its own for a second. Um, okay. I think most of the points that we've hit on have kind of been some of my offensive points. You know, we talked about using Flip as the ball handler. Um, 
some changes in some of the ball screen stuff and some of the like off ball stuff that we've done. That's been really creative. I really like what John's doing offensively. Um, and I think we've seen that our offense has just been much better the last like three or four, really since Roach came back. I mean, he's just given us a lift. He's given up a boost, uh, shooting over 50% in both games above 35% from three in both games. That's winning basketball right there. Like if we can do that, we'll be in a really good spot. Um, that kind of that, I think they called it like uh, on the the broadcast last night. She referred to it as that slice action where we kind of it's not the Spain pick and roll, but it seems to me like a variation of that, like a different version of that. It's like an off ball kind of Spain pick and roll looking like. Um, but it's just Filipowski setting an off ball screen and then Proctor comes back over and sets the back pick for him. And we've just been finding him on those little dives to the rim. It seems like he scored on just about every single one of them. I think it's been a dunk on like all three of them that we ran. So um, that's oh, good to see. Go ahead. Another little play I liked was uh, the fact that we ran the out of bounds play for Proctor twice in the weight game, but we run it on the left side the first time and then the right side kind of more like the wing actually the second time. Um, yep. And, you know, Drills that's a play. <laughs> we, we've always run that kind of um, that play from the corner there out of bounds, even going back to coach K, but I like the wrinkle that we switched to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And they can't stop it. They just can't seem to stop it. I mean, and they, they said they practiced it. Yeah. yeah. They even yeah. said they practiced it. Exactly. But yeah, you know, I mean, and obviously it's not, and that's one of those things too, where they're like, Oh, they practiced that. And that's the second time they've done it because there's so much else happening off ball to where right. if you're not paying attention to that. Then you have like Mark Mitchell just diving down or flip diving down right there at the rim. So you have to kind of look for it. Um, but, you know, and if they don't play it, if they play it the other way, then it's just a quick, easy lob to Lively. He doesn't even have to catch the ball. He just runs and dumps it. So um, our, our out-of-bounds stuff has been great just really forever. It seems yeah. like, you know, Kay started that and then just John has just picked right up with that. So, uh, yeah, some great stuff on the offensive end. We're playing with a better pace. The game is fun to watch again now, you know, it just seems more entertaining um it's not just this slug this grind fest we also have kind of avoided some of those five six seven eight minute droughts which is always nice to see um hopefully that continues hopefully that continues but uh let's talk a little bit about the bench here georgia tech the bench was fine you know the bench was great but georgia tech's so bad that it's hard to take anything from that what what i can't seem to wrap my head around is is grandison and we've talked a lot about it and I don't know if it's just that he plays really well and plays bad. Like it, watching the games, it's not like he's playing bad to me. But then I look at the box score and it's like he played nine minutes, didn't score. And then the other night he's played 20 minutes. He's got 10 points, two assists, two rebounds, just really involved. I don't really know what to make of that. Um, you know, hopefully the bench is still going to kind of be a strength for us. Blake seems to have kind of hit a wall a little bit in terms of just how much he's playing when he's been out there. He's been all right. I mean, he had the Zion impersonation against Georgia Tech late in the game. He blocks the three-point shot, gets the and one. Um, big time play there. Obviously, the game's over. But uh, so I guess that'll be interesting to see. Young's really kind of carried the bent. Well, and he started some too, but he's pretty much Mr. Consistent for us off the bench. But uh just y'all's thoughts a little bit. Any concern about the bench, or do you think it's just gonna kind of fluctuate in that way? 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, with Grandison, it's just so up and down, and that's kind of the way he's been all year. You know, you would expect more consistency from a fifth-year guy like that, and, you know, it seemed like that was kind of his reputation as this rock. And so the fact that he'll come in one game and go four or seven and look great, and then the next game he's almost non-existent. I will say that I did think his minutes were okay against Wake. I thought he played some good defense. Um, and he got a few rebounds, I believe. But um, yeah, it's just, it's his role has been weird to me all year. There's times where I think he should play more. And then there's, you know, times when it looks completely justified that he's not playing that much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was a positive, he had a positive impact on the game. He's got a, you know, a positive right. box plus minus, you know, for his minutes that he's out there. Um, and maybe it's just sometimes it's like be a little bit more selfish. I don't know, like hunt the shot a little bit, get to the, get to the spots a little bit more. Uh, but he definitely doesn't hurt us. I like that. You know, it doesn't. And there's been a lot of talk about his defense and maybe I should just look at him more, but he doesn't really seem to be the defensive liability that is kind of talked about. But I guess, you know, he does have the worst defensive rating on the team against Wake. So maybe, maybe there is something to that, but it just doesn't pop as him being a negative defender. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't see him being a negative defender. Most of the time I see him, he's, he's kind of that spark plug where he'll go and double somebody real quick and still re- recover to his man. Um, you know, there's a lot of games that he doesn't shoot the ball, uh, either doesn't shoot it well or just doesn't shoot it at all. But, you know, it wasn't long ago he had, what, six assists in a game. There's there's a lot yeah. of ways that he impacts the game um, other than scoring. But, yeah, I mean, it, it is – like Raul said, as from a fifth year senior, you would think a little be a little bit more consistent, you know, from game to game. It's it's, it's almost like we're seeing a, a freshman Luke Kennard where, you know, he'd go for 20 and then nothing the next game. Yeah. You just didn't and know what you were going to get. He does seem to make some like I like that you mentioned that. He does seem to make some like really heady winning plays. I think he, he had makes the some one nice rebound passes. against yeah. But he had one rebound against Wake, right? But it was that one where it was an off, like he flies in and kind of tip. Maybe it was Georgia State, but he kind of tips. No, it was Wake. He stole it away it, from Monsanto. Yeah, and it ends up being like a Duke three, I think. Yeah. Proctor Roach or somebody hits the three there. Um, just a heady play, heady yeah. play. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what the bench is is going to continue to give us. I do like that. At least we're we're sticking with them. You know, we're continuing to play the depth. We're continuing to lean into our strength. Um, so, you know, that that's all good. All right. Let's talk about the defense a little bit. Um, I have kind of three points I want to talk about. I don't know. You want to highlight players first? Do you want to kind of talk a little bit about just systematic? Um, I, I guess first here, I just want to get this off my chest. I think it's really impressive to me, and I need to look at it like intentionally. Um, we play a big lineup. We kind of play three post players or at least three front court players. And to me, it's really impressive our ability to not just limit threes, but to to contest threes and also kind of be able to protect the rim. That's like really rare to be able to to flirt with both of those things. Um, you know, if you've been around a while, Kay would kind of sell out some of the paint protection for the three-point defense. Um, that's just how we kind of wanted to play we've kind of been able to do a little bit of both here. Have y'all seen anything on exactly what we're doing with that? Again, I should probably look at it, but our three-point defense, again, can be a little fluky, but for the most part, we're playing some really good kind of perimeter defense out there, or we're at least limiting those kickouts. I think it's uh, it's personnel. I mean, you know, no knock on Mark Williams, but, you know, Lively can cover guys out there on 
around the arc and has these guarded, you know, point guards out there and contested shots. Uh, lively, you know, or not lively flip for, you know, for the early part of the year, we, we were kind of wondering what his defense was going to be like, but his defense has been pretty outstanding. And then Mark, I mean, I think Mark's a all defensive team, you know, ACC guy. He's just been, he's been incredible what he's been able to do. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Flip because I wanted to highlight him specifically because I feel like he's been playing his ass off defensively. I mean, just playing really, really hard. Um, he, he's really getting in his stance, rotating down. Go ahead. I was going to say you saw that uh, on the first play of the game versus Wake, he gets completely burned and just falls on the floor and you know gets blown by. But then on the second play, Hildreth tries to do that again, and he's able to kind of let Hildreth go by and then recover and block it. Yep. You know, I, I think that was uh really impressive by Flip to be able to kind of adjust that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I what's really impressive too with Flip is that he's playing a lot of minutes. We're asking him to do a lot offensively. Um, and I don't know if y'all have noticed this, but anytime one of our guys falls down, Flip sprints over there to pick up Jeremy Root. He picked up Young on a live ball play, picked him up and was still like the second guy back down the floor. Like just hustling dude like i'm all for it like doing stuff like that makes me kind of overlook the six turnovers a little bit right sure, when you're yeah. just playing that hard um you know that, those are the guys you want to go to war with those are the guys that are out there fighting so you know i'll, I'll live with that um I, I do wonder how much of the three-point uh defense is luck and how much of it is actually good contest what i will say is that i think we're giving up more attempts than we usually do or than we did under k so that's something to kind of keep in mind. However, uh, one stat that did jump out to me was we have one of the worst free throw defenses in the country. So that's obviously pure luck, right? right so right. any luck that we're getting from three-point defenses may be canceled out by people missing more free throws. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not playing passing lanes, really. Right. You know, we're no. not jumping out for steals. We're not really doing that. Right. So we're not super out of position, which is probably why we're able to contest the rim and the three point line. Although Roach did have one of the nicest. He did. Now, Roach still doesn't. You know, he's a K product, though. So <laughs> he's still going to get out there and do a whole well. He's a whole yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're not, there's been very little scramble on yeah. defense when we get beat it just seems like we just kind of get beat on that end right. but it's not because we're just doing this chaotic 2008 duke just scramble um defense so well i think that's why i found it more pleasant to watch even though the actual results on paper haven't necessarily been better yeah like i just feel like i would have anxiety attacks every time i would watch duke on <laughs> defense under k for the last 10 years because somebody would be like 20 feet away from where they're supposed to be and then they'd be expected to recover you spend a lot of energy doing yeah. that too, right? Especially it's one thing if you're Zion, you know, but sure, not everybody can do that. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so that's that's been, and, and I think too is we have some really good off-ball defenders as well. You know, like mm -hmm. talking about Proctor, um, you know, he's he's not really getting beat off-ball. He's not, he's kind of sharp on, on the rotations. Our communication has been really good on when we're switching and when to rotate around. Um, another guy I want to highlight here just because he's, he continues to take one of the top two offensive options every time, every game, um, is Mark Mitchell. Now, he's probably doesn't have the raw stats to be mentioned as defensive player of the year in many ballots, but I think he should be. I think he's done that good of a job. Um, 
hopefully at least he gets some all defense consideration in conference. Uh, surely he'll he'll get something there. But you know, Monsanto and and Carr, Wake had a lot of guys that had can shoot the ball. I think Monsanto. Now he wasn't on him the whole game, but. He had just came off like a 20-something point game. Um, he ends up four for 16, but he makes his first one, and I think he missed the next 11. So he was like one for 10, one for 11, one for 12 at one point. Cars three for 11. Um, Williamson's 0 for 4. Hilder's three for 8. So, like, you know, we, we played some good defense, um, and I think Mitchell's a guy that – he's a consummate role player. He's kind of quite – you cannot really notice him sometimes on the floor. Um Dude play some hella defense, even the Virginia Tech game. You know, we lose that game. Dude hits that floater, but Mark can't defend that any better. You know, he wins the Boston College game with us on the block. So, you know, I think it's worth at least kind of highlighting uh, what he's able to do playing out of position too. I was also impressed by his hustle on the boards against Wake. He had some huge rebounds that he just absolutely skied for. Yeah, which is something that he really hasn't done at no. a- crazy well but now he's playing the three and we have two guys down there so that's going to be a little bit but um yeah eight rebounds and then against georgia tech like that second i think it was the second half there was a stretch there where he just kind of takes over you know he's rebounding the ball i think he'll be a look how many assists did he have in that game too um four assists six rebounds 11 points just a great stat line you know just a really solid guy um i'm in this day and age, you're not going to see him stick around in that like very long. But to me, that's like if I went back and watched freshman Battier and some of the winning stuff that he's doing, like that's Mark Mitchell to me. Just a glue guy out there, can play with any lineup, um, can defend the perimeter, defend in the paint, just competes, you know. Um, so shout out, shout out to Mark for for doing that. Hopefully we can get a little bit more of that. Uh Coming in, coming in here Saturday. So uh, tough stretch. Yeah, I guess I guess let's pivot and, and kind of talk about the the big one coming up. So uh, got UNC coming in on Saturday. Um, you know, obviously momentum has kind of shifted a little bit in the rivalry the last year or so, uh, especially after what happened last year. But they won four out of the last five um, after losing three straight to us. They they kind of came back there and dominated towards the end. Both teams unranked. You know, that's not going to change between now and Saturday. Both top 32, 35 teams in Kim Palm. So still right there. Uh, very similar records. We would have both been 16 and 6, but shouts to Jeff Capel and Pitt. They get the big sweep over Carolina tonight, knocks them down. So it does set up for an opportunity for us to jump them in the standings in conference. So big, big time game. Um, you know, those guys are coming back with a lot of confidence, thinking that they could win in this building. Really would be nice to to shut that up, especially considering that me and she were going to be in the building. So, um, you know, shout out to D Moore on the boards for that one. Big clutch coming through for that. Uh, but so let's talk about the game a little bit. Kim Palm predicting a 74-70 Duke win last I checked. The thoughts, comments, concerns, let's hold off on predictions yet. But Shu, what are you looking for heading into the game? Let's talk about the atmosphere first since we're going to be there. What are you hoping to see? Yeah, I mean, well, after last year, you know, this is a it's a new era, it's a new day. It's going to be John Shire's first home game against Carolina. Um, I think it's going to be rowdy. Obviously, we want to get there early and check it out and see uh, what all the students have been up to in Kville. You know, they've been sitting out taking tests and everything just to get to this game. So, uh, the kind of the culmination of that, as far as the atmosphere, I, I'm expecting it to be the the loudest it's ever been 
to any game I've been to in Cameron. Obviously, uh, this is you and I's first time checking a Carolina game inside Cameron. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm super pumped about it. I'm hoping I'll be able to sleep the next two nights just waiting to get there. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, it's bucket list type stuff yeah, for me. 100%. You know, um, been to a lot of games in Cameron. Never been to this one. Uh, you know, excited to see just the whole game day atmosphere. You know, John's first one. Um, yeah, we're playing much better. It seems like too. We're in a space now where I feel okay about the game. We played really well at home. Uh, I don't want to jinx us there too much, right? But um, the the teams are very similar in terms of just like where they're at and how good they are. Uh, so, you know, I expect a really close tight game um, would be kind of shocked if it was anything different than that. Isn't it, isn't it kind of odd though, that they're, they are similar, you know, in their, in their resume and in the makeup of it. But uh, I guess the makeup you're, you're looking at fourth, fifth year guys versus us playing, you know, six, seven freshmen with, with a junior and a sophomore couple mm-hmm. transfers. Well, when the goat steps away, and I'm not talking about Kay, that would be Brady Manic, aka Larry Bird, yeah. aka yep. you know, um, when he steps away and is not you know going in fuego, they look like they've looked for three years. Pedestrian, yeah, yeah sure. That's kind of you know um, what they've been, and you know their their defense has been much better in conference than it was in the non-conference. So you know, shouts to them for that. They also defend the three exceptionally well. They haven't made threes. That's been an area, and I'm hoping that will continue. Um, Their free throw disparity is like historic (laughs) there for like a stretch. I mean, they just went through it insane. I think I'd have to check after tonight, but I think it was something like 80 to 20 something, like over like a three or four game stretch, which is absolutely absurd, especially when you factor in one of those is against a zone. Which is intentionally designed On not the to give up free throws. Like it's in, it's designed for that, right? For you not to drive, for you not to get fouled, and you shoot thirty. So, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get a little bit of a, a favorable call in that. Um, but let's talk about some keys to the games and some predictions. But before that, let's talk about some of the matchups here. I think that's kind of an interesting take. Um, obviously, they have Baycott and Nance down low. Leaky is kind of their three and. D, I guess maybe like no three and D. I don't know how you want to call him. He's their defensive guy. Um, then you got Love and, and RJ, who we all kind of know what they can do. Who do y'all kind of want to see take each assignment? Um, you know, the Roach Caleb Love matchup hasn't really went in our favor um <laughs> that well personally. And this might sound a little wonky. I want to see Mark Mitchell and Caleb Love. I want to see him just really use that length. Um, really kind of be able to bother him. Mitchell is a guy that doesn't foul a lot. Uh, he's able to defend without fouling. He's able to rotate and recover with his length. That's a matchup that I'm looking at and kind of curious to see. Now, I don't know what exactly we do with Roach. I don't want to disrespect Roach and put him on Wiki, but I would. That's what I was going to say. You just kind of let him, <laughs> you know, play safety you know, play safety against Leaky and just kind of hang out. And that, that's kind of what I would do with that. Um, you know, but last year Leaky burned us in, in New Orleans. He hit those two threes right off the bat. That kind of changed. And if that the happens, game. you just, you just, you deal with that. I mean, to me, you got to play the numbers. Sure. Yeah. You got to take your chances with that one. And yeah, if he can play off Leaky, maybe he could get a few steals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see is Leaky going to be defending Flip, do you think? I think so. I would think so. And I know that Leaky gave Paolo some real problems last year. 
mm-hmm. and sort of similar player type. So I'm interested to see how Flip handles that. You know, the first game, Leaky took Palo, and that's when AJ ran amok right. on him. On, on Manic. Um, and then, on Manic. And then, yeah. and then they switched it up. And, and then, then they switched Paolo, it up, ran amok. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see. Because then, what if they do that, um, I guess they would put Nance on Mitchell? Mitchell, yeah. Okay. That so could that, be interesting. That could, um, that could work out. You know, he could... He's not still not going to pull him out and shoot threes over him, right? But maybe pull him out and and drive the ball. Up. What I want us to do is wear him down. I mean, Hubert had started playing the the bench, but he he still doesn't really trust the bench. You know, he's playing five guys. He's playing them a lot of minutes. I think tonight their bench, when uh, Dunn got nine minutes and nobody else got over five, so yeah. you know, um, us play nine guys and just and just wear them down. You know, be aggressive every offensive possession, make them work play hard defense and just kind of grind the game away basically. Yeah. On the flip of that though, not no pun intended here. Do, who do you put, like, who do you want to see us guard? Do you want to put flip on Baycott? Do you put flip on Nance? Do, what do you do with lively? How do you see that kind of shifting out? Well, I'll let you kind of jump in on this one first. Well, I'd be worried about lively's foul trouble. If he's guarding Baycott, you know, Baycott's not nearly as tall as him, but you know, lively be giving up a lot of weight there, and then he's kind of foul prone anyway. So, you know, it might be worth trying flip on Baycott, but if you do that, you know, who is lively guarding? Is he kind of more the uh, switching on to perimeter guys function or what? I don't know. Yeah. Um, someone mentioned on the boards, which was kind of interesting, that they were, they said that, you know, I'd have lively just front Baycott in the post. And you got to make a good pass over the to top of Lively to get it. And if he gets there, then maybe he just gets there and you just have to deal with that. Um, but you could really make him kind of fight for position, wear him out. And that's a tough pass to to get it over the top. To If you, you know, front him in the post and then you have Roach playing off of Leaky, where maybe he can sneak he down if down they try and to throw that ball. You yeah. know? That's, you know, it'd be interesting to see kind of what we do with that. I think for me, one of the biggest things is I'm just hoping we just continue to stick with what we're doing, yeah. you know, trust the game plan, continue to run our sets, which have been really nice. Like when we, when we're in our, our, our stuff, when we're in the bag, we've run some beautiful stuff offensively. This is a game that can get you out of that though. You can start oh. to feel the game pressure. You can start to kind of feel the moment. And I hope that we don't get to that point. Cause if flip starts trying to drive from the perimeter on leaky, that's not what we want. Yeah. And I don't really want Flip guarding Baycott just for that. I don't want him picking up two fouls in the first. Yeah, that can't happen either. Yeah, you know going to play That's a lot. Right. This is a game for Ron Young, I think. I think he can bang and play down there with those guys. I think he Young can... would do fine defensively on Baycott. Yeah. Baycott's not going to take a jumper. Yeah. Me too. And he's going to he's going to fight him on the boards. Because yeah. Young's going to seal and try to get offensive rebounds. Maybe you can get some over the backs on Baycott. And I think that's the way to go, personally. You know who could have a, a big advantage in their matchup is Proctor simply because of size, because, yeah. you know, whether Love's guarding him or R.J. Davis is guarding him, he's going to have four or five inches on them. Yeah. Yeah. And who's going to win the ball screen? Because they're going to try to get us into a lot of ball screens, and we're going to try to put them in a lot of ball screens. And so are y'all going to switch everything? Are we going to force you into that? Like, what's that's going to look like? Um, you know, obviously, the three-point, we've mentioned that we both have defended the three really well, and they haven't shot the three really well. Lately, we haven't 
really sh- we've shot up pretty well lately, but across the season, we're not a great three point shooting team. Um, that's another thing that I look at of who's going to win that. You know, let's say we both take 25 threes or 20 threes. Who's making nine? You know, who, who's going to get to that 35, 40%? We'll see. We'll the other see. thing, the other thing to look at is, uh, rebounding because yeah. maybe neither of us make threes. And at that point, rebounding could decide the game. Um, True. You know, obviously we're top three. We've been as high as number one, but I think we're third now in, um, in offensive rebounding in the country, but they're 23rd in defensive rebounding. So it's kind of like, which one of those is going to give? Yeah. Yeah. And number one in conference and defensive right. rebounding. So, you know, um, some, some interesting things to be looking at there, obviously, you know, UNC's old, these four guys, uh, they know the deal. Um, but you know, here they are sitting at what 15 and seven. So, you know, it's not like they're world beaters out there. Now, obviously they can easily come in and win the game, but, um, you know, I like our chances. I like where we're at. I think we're in a much better spot than I would have thought a couple of weeks ago to, to really just come in and compete and be ready for the moment. We do have a lot of guys that are brand new in this moment. So sometimes that we see greatness in there. You know, you see in Austin Rivers, you see in AJ that first game. We've seen guys just really kind of have huge games. Um, will be interesting to see what Whitehead does. If he plays, that really kind of changes things a little bit. Um I expect yeah. to see Derek play. I, I mean, would, I, think, I would too. I think At he could have played Tuesday. Off the bench. Yeah. I think he could have played in the weight game if we needed him. But, um, yeah, I, I expect. I, I think if he can play, that he's going to play because you, no kid wants to miss this game. You know. Yeah. This yeah. is the game. I agree. And you can put him on Leaky if you need to. You know, you can put him on Leaky. Yeah. And if he burns you, then if Leaky beats you, then you just lose probably. Right. Like that's just what's going to happen, I guess. Also, but, um, he could really help us offensively. Um, yeah. He could. Because if Leaky's on flip, who's going to be guarding Whitehead? Right. That lets the They don't the have agent. a good perimeter defender yeah. besides Leaky. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, so, you know, we'll see. But before we get out of here, let's kind of, let's, let's put the, you know, feet to the fire a little bit. So who you taking in the game? What's your score predictions? Um, I really don't want to do this going to the game, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> why are you, and I'll just, why are I'll you just, making us do this? this I'll is, just eat the crow if I have to eat the crow, I guess. Um, bad news. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of be a little bit of a coward here, and I'm going to let Shu go first. <laughs> yes, great. <laughs> uh, uh, man, I just – after last year, after – the debacle we saw, you know, on, on the, the final home game. Uh, I'm hoping we're, we're at least practicing for this game. Cause I heard we didn't really do much up to last year. So with a little practice, I think we'll win this game. I'll, uh, we've been scoring the ball. We've been in the 70. So I'll go 76, 72. Okay. Okay. So sticking with the four point theme there. I like it. Roll. What you got? So obviously my uh, string of correct predictions has worn off. I think in this last podcast, I predicted that the we struggle one. with, <laughs> yeah, we go one and one. We struggle with Georgia Tech. Um, I was actually worried about the game and obviously I should not have been. Um, what do we win that by? What was it? 40? Uh, for, 43. Like 43, <laughs> 43. <laughs> you kind of knew like 10 minutes in that that was not a good prediction. Um, but yeah. And I, I don't I don't want to just be the guy who just always predicts a loss on the podcast, but I feel like 
I feel like you're going to predict a win. So if you, where are you leaning, Josh? Mm, close to the best. This is like yeah. the week's injury. I'm not going to tell we, you. We can't. Yeah, you gotta, we can't. Yeah, game time. It's a game time decision. <laughs> we can't all predict a win. So I'm going to have to predict uh, a four point loss. Ooh. Mm, okay. Hmm. Taking Carolina on the money line. Yeah, Carolina on the money. Okay, where, uh, let's. Do you see the game in the sixties, seventies, or eighties? Where you kind of see? I know both of us have kind of been in the like high sixties, low seventies range. You see in that play out, or do you think the offense or the defense kind of dominates? Yeah, the seventies. I don't really fully trust either team's defense. Um, and you know, we've been playing a little bit faster lately, and Carolina's defense was kind of bad before uh, ACC play. So. I feel like 70s is probably about right. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Um, and maybe it's just because we're going, and maybe it's because I just want to see this, and there's really, it doesn't really matter what I say on here. That I don't think it has any bearing. Um, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to cover the four. Um, I actually think we're going to win by double digits, so I'm going to go ahead and put that out in there. I'm going to say 80-69. Duke and I think Jeremy Roach has his career scoring high in this game. Um, at least that's what I'm hoping. I want him to take the shit personally this time. Love yeah. has really kind of had his number. They were recruited together. We took Roach over Love. Clearly, Love took offense to that. Um, he's kind of killed us. He plays above his head every single time, it seems like. So I- I'm really thinking that this time it's Roach is just, yo, this is my time. This is my game. We're going to, I'm going to set the tone again. Like he has been these last couple. Um, and I'm going to say we kind of pull away. Now I do think it's going to be really close. I think it's going to be a two possession game for most of the way. Um, and I think kind of in that second half, we hit a run, we get the crowd into it. Um, and we just kind of, kind of roll away with it. So I'll go Duke by 11, um, get back to the eighties and then, see what happens there so we, we don't know the ref crew yet right is it is it going to be airs because i yet, don't want it to be a rogers crew yeah i will say that if they're or calling well, a yeah. lot of fouls I, like even if they're calling a lot like on both teams i still think that favors us so that favors us for sure if they're only playing five unless they're just calling fouls on you know, they're, they're bench guys when they come in for five minutes. Which is probably what, what will happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we can get Baycott in foul trouble, that would be it's over for them, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, and even some of their guards, you know, like they've kind of struggled to contain other guards a little bit off the bounce. So, you know, I'm not, I haven't watched them a ton. I don't know if, if Nance is a plus defender or not, but either way, I'd like to get him in space and make him move. Baycott for sure, like to get him in space and make him move. Um, but yeah, you know, I think we, I think we turn the tide a little bit. I think John picks up win number one against Carolina in his first attempt, and uh, we get things kind of back on track in the rivalry here. So we'll see. Hopefully, it plays out like that. Hopefully, Raul is continuing his streak of bad predictions and yep. goes zero two again. Um, and we can get out of there with a win. But uh, anything else you all got on the the Carolina game or what you're wanting to see before we get out of here? you think they honor K at any point during this? you think that's any part of it? Or do you think they intentionally don't do that to keep the focus on the game? Not the first one. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. this time. I don't mean, because he's, he's not going to be there, right? He nah. said he's not attending games. So, and that would be nah. way too much. He'll probably be up in his yeah. office. He'll be right. somewhere yeah. there, but not in the stadium. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. He'll be writing him. out notes furiously, yeah. calling John afterwards. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Um, I, I really just hope we're, we're just ready for the moment and we yeah. just come in, you know, we're going to be in the building. So the atmosphere should be just electric, really looking forward to that. Um, you know, yeah, uh, I think Cameron's been pretty good, good this year in general. Yeah. yeah. Like better yeah. than previous few seasons. Yeah. I thought against Wake, they weren't as good consistently as no. they have been in some of the other ones, but late in the game in certain moments, they really got into it. So you know, I think this game is something that they will just, it's hard not to be, and unless you get kind of a 20 to two Carolina run to start, you know, to start okay. the game and you just get taken out. But, um, you know, hopefully that doesn't, that doesn't oh, happen. But, uh, yeah. Everybody <laughs> lace their shoes yeah. back together. Yeah. Uh, so if it's know. 20, will you be, uh, going outside trying to resell your ticket immediately yeah. <laughs> down 20 <laughs> <or> two? <laughs> find any UNC fan I can to buy my ticket for double the price, but no, no, we'll, we'll stick it out. We'll stick it out. So, uh, yeah, if y'all are going to be at the game, you know, shout us out. Love to kind of get up, hang out with some people y'all before the game. Um, know we got a lot of people coming down. Unfortunately, I do know quite a few UNC fans that are mm. coming down that are going to be in there. So, uh, you know, got a little, little soft bets with some of those guys, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll probably come back. I would imagine probably Sunday to react to that, get, get back in. Um, hopefully got a big time win to react to. So. You know, in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe, email us at thedevilsdenpod at gmail.com. You can find us on the boards at thedevilsden.com. Again, shout out to, to D Moore for, for coming through for the tickets. That's, that's big time, man. We really appreciate that. But, uh, you know, have the faces strong in the verve. Go to Hell Carolina.